Welcome to the Contracting Handbook Podcast, a podcast for how to run a small contracting company. Whether you're a general contractor like me or a trade contractor, starting fresh or been in business for years, here's all the stuff you never knew you'd have to know before you started your contracting business with the man who's seen it all, your host, Mike Kenoki. That's me. Hey guys, what's going on out there? Today, I'm going to talk about something that I keep coming back to. You hear about them in every episode, probably. It's the unavoidable, time-wasting human beings, the tire kickers, the lowballers, the DIYers, and the general public. I've listed these people in this particular order as per their actual amount of time-wasting perniciousness to innocence ratio. I'll explain that as we go here. But just remember that your work, your product, it's not an item you stole from a freighter. It's not something sitting in the back of a white van that you're just trying to give a deal on. So don't let people treat it like that. And if you're listening outside the U.S., there's this thing in the U.S. where dudes with inconspicuous white vans drive around with stolen stuff asking if you want something cheap, be it stereo equipment or beef. Okay, so the tire kickers. You've heard me talk about them so much. I, you, I get irritable. You can hear it in my voice. Uh there's a name born on automobile dealership lots for people that visit, kick the tires on a few vehicles, but clearly have no intention to buy. They don't just do it with cars. They will waste your time and never spend a dime. They're maddening, but part of every community. They must be handled and dealt with. You have to have a strategy. You need to identify, avoid, and deflect. And or deflect. So you're going to identify them. First, they call and demand ballpark or hourly rates. We've talked about this. They are tire kickers. That's it. You'd be fighting to get money out of them. You got to sniff them out right away on the phone. Here's another hint. You've heard the expression, you can have it fast and good, but it won't be cheap. You can have it cheap and good, but it won't be fast. Okay, we're going downhill fast here. But finally, you can have it fast and cheap, and it won't be good. Increase from tire kickers will often show that they want it fast and cheap, but they won't even ask for good. They don't even ask about the product. They just want ballparks. And when you get baited in, they'll say, I do it myself, but I just don't have enough time. Okay, as an aside here, when someone says this to you at any time, be it first-time tire kicking, the guy at the barbecue, the bar, whatever. Figure out how to politely get out of the situation. Let them do it themselves. Let them figure it out for themselves. I do it myself, but I just don't have enough time. That is a trap. Okay, then how are you going to identify them? Another way is ask their timeline right away. 
Tire kickers can't answer that question, and they'll give you a grumpy response. Ask them where the property is located. Same thing. They can't tell you because they don't. They're not. They're not really interested. If a client is interested, you will get those questions answered right away. Again, hourly hourly rates. This is usually a tire kicker. Um, don't get baited in a conversation only to have them insult you. And if and if they're pushy with ballpark figures, again, this is mostly most likely a tire kicker. And they're not the client you're looking for. Everyone is not your client. Just don't get involved. Uh, so you want to, if, you, if you're sensing, you know, your spidey sense is going off, you might just want to bail. Um, and then if you're really not sure, just keep asking the bait and switch. Keep distracting with questions to try and get a sense. Because you'll figure out pretty quick whether they're even remotely serious. So you want to avoid them as much as possible. Um, and they are unavoidable. We're still dealing, we still have tire kickers coming at you no matter when, where you are in your business. I'm telling you in June where I live, there's a lot of them this last week and they're not serious. So you just got You got to mitigate the number of them, but in mitigating, you have to listen politely and then maybe regretfully decline the opportunity regretfully decline the opportunity you got to be polite um and because even if even if you know they're a tire kicker and they're just going to waste your time they're still going to use your name in 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 public places and you know their friends all know they're they're tire, they're tire kickers but you know someone who doesn't know them and, and sees a review they write about you because you were rude to them. It can really reflect reflect poorly on you. So, so be careful with that. Okay, and then low ballers. Low ballers can come out of nowhere. They're kind of another form of tire kicker. They're players. They get you to think they're a real client, but when you give them a proposal, they start asking you to come way down or just or make a counter offer. Don't fall for this. Politely explain why it costs what it does and bail. Exit this ASAP. When you suspect this is going to happen in your initial meetings, bail. You've weeded out a tire kicker. That's just going to lowball you after you put in the time to put a, to build a professional proposal. And it's no joke to for you to actually put real numbers in a, in a good proposal where you know what you're going to make if all things go well. So... You got to avoid these people. And lowballers might be people you kind of know too. They say things like, I do it myself, but I'm real busy at work. When you hear the, this, again, avoid continuing the conversation. This is someone who's about to ask you for a deal. Because they think they know what they're doing. And you know what you're doing. Or they're going to ask, just ask you how to do it. And when this happens, hand them a business card and tell them what you charge for consulting. Tell them it's, you know, X amount of dollars and make an appointment. They, and they, they can call and make an appointment at their convenience that you should have some time this week. I'm dead serious. So I'm not sure where to throw this, but lowballer seems like an appropriate one. So then you get these people who, after you've given a proposal, 
will be like, oh, it's 30 feet long. Well, what if we make it 28 feet? You know what I'm talking about. When this happens, you just got to you got to get out of the situation and say, oh, all these bids came in. And I'm not going to be able to help you this year. Seriously. When they start trying to shrink the project by a little bit of space or the length of a gutter or, you know, the length of your two by fours, you got to get out because you'll spend all your time trying to adjust a quote for someone who's never going to accept it and keep nitpicking it. So don't just get out. Okay. DIYers. I have a ton of respect for people that do it themselves. I do. I mean, I, I essentially started out DIYing my house and then I was like, all right, I, I'm, I love this and I'm good at it. Pretty good at it. And you know, I respect people saving money, doing stuff themselves. But um, if you if they ask you to work with them or or finish something they started, uh, it can get sticky because it's super personal because they've already put time into it. And I've done this when I started out. But what happens is they'll start to question your work, uh, and then micromanage and you're a professional you don't need that so what you want to do is let them finish what they started they think you're peers but you're not you might be peers in age and life but you know you're a professional you have expertise you've worked really hard to be where you are so what let Work for people that want to hire a professional. Okay, and then the last thing about the DIYers is that, you know, they'll find you at a barbecue, a beer garden, the line at the grocery store, any place you're not at work, and they'll say, let me run something by you. So stop them right away unless you really want to have a deep conversation about the shed they're going to build or the P-trap they're replacing. Avoid them telling you that they were thinking about hiring you, but that they can do it themselves even though they just essentially asked you how to do it. Do I sound angry? I'm not. Um, okay, so the, 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 the general public number, this is the fourth kind of time waster, the least pernicious, often innocent, because people just don't know some of the time. Um, To some people, the money for contracted work, a bathroom remodel, you know, wiring an electric panel, repairing a leaky manifold is just mind-blowing. They might not have a a high-paying job, and they clearly have never called a contractor before. And that's just it. They're They're learning about pricing with you. They're learning for the first time in their life what stuff costs on your time and on your dime. But you really can't blame them because they had to learn somewhere. So in that sense, you've done your civic duty by explaining it. And they might be like blown away and frustrated and mad, but it'll pass. It's them, not you. Um, because remember, as frustrating as when you feel your time has been wasted, you are a pillar of your community. You helped build it. You helped maintain it. And you, you definitely... You're making money in your community, so you do owe your community something. Uh, 
and each one of these situations is different and you know it's it's ambiguous life is ambiguous deep thought okay so you know the final little thing here is people making offers like a beer to talk about a project are you over that a beer or a cup of coffee well all right the beer better cost 75 dollars each and i'm gonna have five you know what i mean so don't go for the beer talk because that's an hour and a half of your time you're not focused because you're drinking beer and why does someone think a professional should work for five dollars it's going to happen all the time though. And then your friends are going to do it too. And you know, you got to take care of your friends. So whatever, it's your choice. Uh, and, but you know, clearly people just don't know. They don't understand that you're an expert and a professional, but don't look, don't work for beer. Let them know you do consulting if requested. And the caveat to all of this is that any form of time wasting human listed above that we've discussed can be completely innocent it's just a personality flaw so you no matter what have to be polite and let people down i'm not gonna lie and tell you i was handled myself well when confronted by time-wasting human beings nay no no i've reacted childishly i've gotten irritable i've said some really stupid things and i don't anymore mostly i'm done with that because at the end of the day you can't take things personally you have to stand back and objectively examine the time-wasting human being. It's not, it's them. It's not you. You have to identify the tire kicker and the low baller. Mitigate for them before they get into your time. As for the DIYer and the general public, pick and choose your battles there. But when you want your free time to be yours and not taken by someone who just wants to run something by you or, you know, whatever... Have something to say in your toolbox that suits who you are as a person so you can mitigate the situation, not disrupt everyone else's time, but still letting them know you're not working right now. And when you set these boundaries, people kind of start to go, okay, yeah, he's not at work right now. That, that's not cool. I shouldn't be bugging him while he's trying to relax or her. So. That's a wrap on the four human time wasters, tire kickers, low ballers, DIYers, and the general public. They're not going away. They're here. They're there. Learn from your interactions with them how you should mitigate for them because it's personal. At the same time, I'm telling you not to take things personally. I can't remember the last time I actually got lured into a tire kicker's house, but I can tell you I'm doing my best and wasting a lot less time with the time-wasting human beings. All right, you guys, I want to give a shout out to Bo Wheelcock. Um, he wrote me and uh, gave me a review on iTunes and said, I've got to give you a shout out. Your podcast could not come at a better time for me. I'm struggling hard with whether I should go out on my own or not. Almost too much side work for me to handle while working. Looking forward to future podcasts. Keep up the great content, man. Well, thank you both. Thanks for saying that. I, 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 it makes me very happy to know that the message is getting out there and, and I'm loving the feedback from all you guys because we're all in this together no matter where we are in the world. 
Okay, that's all I got. Later. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and email me if you want to be on the show or want to tell me what you like or don't like about it at my email, info at thecontractinghandbook.com. And this is where I say, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe wherever you source your podcast. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Later.